Welcome to the Playing Injured Podcast, where we have conversations to help people turn their adversity into their advantage. Welcome to another episode of Playing Injured. Uh, man, I'm always pumped to be with positive people. We got a very positive person in today. We have Joel Evan, uh, who is an integrative health practitioner. He's the host of the Hack Life podcast. And then he's a human potential coach. I love that. And he's he's punching the air right now as we speak. So, Joe, how are we feeling today? Let's go. I'm ready. Josh, I'm ready, brother. Um, you know, what an amazing time to to be here and just be connected with you. I um I feel the same way. You know, you said positive people. I I already can tell in 10 minutes, like you have that vibration. And I always think, you know that vibration, you can only connect and vibrate with someone on the same frequency or higher, uh, I mean, or wow. the same, sorry, or the same. And so there's no doubt, there's no reason that you and I are connecting at this very time. And I'm just super excited to uh, dive into some things today. 100%, man. Well, I always love starting the show with who's Joe, kind of what's your background? And I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I usually say, what, how do you spend your time today? But with you, I want to kind of understand how did you get to this point where you are today? Yeah, brother. So it's been a wild ride for me in just the last couple of years, actually. You know, we were just talking, uh, you asked me where I live. I said, oh, I'm in Idaho right now, but I grew up in in the Bay Area in California. I'm 40 years old as of this year. And so for 39 years, man, I was in the Bay Area. In the last 10 years, I worked, I was in San Francisco. And, you know, the pandemic changed some things for us. And I think it changed a lot for a lot of people. And it made us for me, it real the realization was, who do I want to be? Like, what do I want to do? Like, it was yeah. like, it was a great time to like disrupt things <laughs> and shake up things, and it either broke a lot of people or you got you were you thrived right. And yep. for me, it's a little bit of a mixture of the both of both. But I'll just tell you, you know, my background is. I was actually a police officer for almost 15 years. Wow. I worked, uh, you you said Oakland. I worked in Oakland for six years. You know, anybody that's been to Oakland knows it's uh, usually like top five and the most dangerous, <laughs> most dangerous yes. in like uh, the, the world in terms of crime and stuff. And then I went to San Francisco and I worked there for about eight and a half years. But, you know, some things happened. And uh, San Francisco said if they mandated, um, and I won't say what it is because I know there's a lot of censorship. Is they mandated a product, and they said if you don't get this product, we're gonna fire you. And I said, <laughs> hey man, this does not align with who I say I am. And I tell right. everybody, I'm like, I could have faked, I could have faked the whole card. I could have done easily something, but I wasn't about it. It wasn't who I said I was. And I, I was like, no, I'm gonna align with my truth. I'm gonna stand in what I believe in. And I'm so happy I did because so many amazing things have happened. Let me tell you. That was a moment of despair. Didn't know what I was going to do. How am I going to support my family? Listen, the last six years of my life, I was lucky because I knew I was going to eventually walk away from the game of police work because I just wasn't, I already was not feeling aligned with it. And I knew I could uh. do so much more watching some people in my family get ill. And I realized I want to do more. So I got a life coaching certification. I got a couple naturopath uh, health coaching certifications. And I was building up knowing like one day I'm going to, I'm going to break free from the chains of this nine to five job. And 
you know, I think it's the universe or God or somebody telling me, hey, man, you're always one foot in, one foot out, you know, a little bit of police work and a little bit of health coaching. And I had just started building my business and I felt like I wasn't ready, right? We've all felt that way. We're like, I felt like I wasn't ready to go all in on the coaching business. I wanted to hit a certain income goal and then go, oh, okay, now I'm ready. But yeah. I think the universe shook me up and said, you're ready, brother, let's go. And so as of last October, when I lost my job, I said, I'm going to go full, full into this. And that's where I've been. And it's been amazing. It's been an amazing journey just of growth and, and, and learning my own potential, speaking of human potential, learning what I'm capable of, because as an entrepreneur, anybody knows this entrepreneurship is not linear. It's not a nine to five job. You don't just check in, check out. And, 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 and entrepreneurship doesn't look like this nice little growth curve where you just keep going up and up. No, it's, a roller coaster. One week you're on top of the world. The next week you're getting you're getting your teeth your teeth kicked in, and then you're back yep. up on these highs and then these lows. And the key that I found is when you those lows come, what's your self talk? You know, yeah. that's Oof. who's making. Who are you in those moments? And can you keep going? And that has been man, that has been a learning experience uh, this year. But the more I will say, the last thing I'll say, the more I've leaned into my fear, even when it's not uncomfortable. The more I've leaned into that, man, only good things have happened. So, and so I love that's, that. where I've, that's how I got here. <laughs> I love that. First off, the the fact that, you know, over the last few years, a, a lot of people have hit this inflection point, right? Um, where their life has changed in some form or fashion. Career changes, I know for me personally, um, I, I, I got fired twice, actually. I had all these different inflection changes and it was crazy. I'm like, why am I going through these things? And the universe was just pointing me in a direction that I just couldn't see, but I had to go through these things in order to get there. Yeah. Joel is, is crazy without this happening for you. Do you think you would still be a police officer today? If, if, if you weren't let go, um, do you, do you think you needed to get forced to, to get to, to kind of go all in? I think so. I mean, looking back at it, I think, listen, even though I knew there's no, I, I know now from what I know from being away from the job, there's no way that I could have scaled it to where it is now. There's no way I could have wow. put my heart into it full the way I'm doing it now. My podcast has grown tremendously because yep. I have more time. I have more time. I, I can actually do more episodes and connect with better guests and do all these things, you know, and the, and of course the business, the same thing. One of my best months was because here's the thing. I actually, I had a chance to check this out. I had a chance to actually get hired as a police officer in Idaho. And I was offered oh. a job in February of, of this year. And I turned it down. And I just said, I, I can't do this because this is not aligned with what I want. Right. I just, I felt like I was lying to myself. And the crazy thing is the moment I said, that's it. I'm done with, with this job and this process. I had my best month in February in terms of clients and and sales and in my coaching business. And I think, again, that just goes with the universe. The universe will not let you take in more. Sometimes you actually have to give up something to get something. And that's a learning lesson for all of us. And you can think of it in terms of relationships. Sometimes, yeah, you got to let him go to get something good. You can't your body, your, the vibration, it just can't, you can't receive those things if you're, if you're holding on to other things and it just makes sense. No, 100%. I love that. And it's just accepting where you're at and just allowing the universe to work for you 
Um, and don't work against it. It's just like, wow, work for you. Like, just enjoy it. And just, I know it sounds crazy. Like we talk about playing injured, that the whole point of it is to, to face the adversity that we have in life. Right. And in a way it probably could have been adversity that, that you face losing, losing a, a great job as being a police officer, right. Having kids. And it's, it's a comfortable job, right? It's, it's benefits, 401k pension. Yeah. It's easy. Just keep punching in baby. And yeah. that's, that's when you asked me that I don't think I would have because it, I was too comfortable. You know? Yeah. So you had to get out of it. And so talk about um, this, this, this fear, right? A lot of people have fear. They all, we all want to do more with something, but fear is the main factor that holds us back. We might blame it on time, right? We might blame it on where well, we're not ready yet. We might blame it on these different things, but ultimately it comes down to fear, I believe. Right. Uh, talk to us about right. that. Talk to us about that. Like leaning in, into that. What is that mindset like to, to be able to just lean into it? Um, th- this factor that that holds people back. Beautiful. I'm laughing as you're asking me that, and because you know what, Josh, as an entrepreneur, and you know this, you got to be somewhat crazy in the head to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. So that's why I was kind of laughing because you're like, well, how do you lean into this fear? I'm like, you have to be crazy. You actually, <laughs> and, and and the entrepreneur mindset again, it's it's. We grew up in a system, I did anyways, where I was told, go to college, get good grades, graduate college, get a job, get a pension, get a 401k, go marry the, your dream girl, get a white picket fence, have some kids and go off into the sunset. And that sounds great. But I think for a lot of us, we start to realize that we are living someone else's ideas, beliefs, and concepts. And it's like, wait, all of a sudden, I'm 40 years old. And I'm like, I I, I had this midlife crisis. I'm not saying me personally, but I think a lot of us do. And we're like, how did I get here? I I don't even, I hate my job. I hate my wife. (laughs) I don't want to be here. I don't want to do these things. And so I think, again, being the entrepreneur, you are, you have to be somewhat crazy because you meet, there are a lot of lows and you have to be able to weather those lows. So that's kind of a funny answer. It's like, yeah, you kind of need to be crazy and be able to lean into that. And it's a different mindset, right? We've been coddled in the sense of, ooh, pain, bad, move away from that. And the big thing too with entrepreneurship is you have to be surrounded by a tribe, people like yourself, people that are entrepreneurs too. If I go ask my friends and buddies, Hey, what do you think? You you think this is a good business idea? You think I should leave this guaranteed pension and all these things and and maybe I'll make it and maybe I won't. They're going to be looking at me like, "Joel, you're crazy. Why would you do that? That's a stupid idea." If I go ask my mom, who was never an entrepreneur and worked for the government and did it did what we exactly what we said, had a nice career, got a pension, retired at a young age, if I ask her mom, do you think I should go do this crazy idea of being an entrepreneur and launch my coaching business and give up my $100,000 a guaranteed money job with benefits and a pension? She'd be like, Joel, you're crazy. Just give up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Go back and do that. So yeah. we have to also be careful about who we surround ourselves because a lot of times we ask for advice from the wrong people. And we need to be surrounded by a tribe of people and be constantly communicating and saying, like, what are you doing? And what's working for you? And how can I sharpen this mindset? I know that's what I did. I went out and hired coaches and mentors and people because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to launch this coaching business. I knew how to be a good coach. Didn't know the business side of it. So that's kind of the things. But I want to actually answer your question really quick because I don't know if I did. And one last thing I want to just say to people and the the message here, the, the, the power statement is this. 
is what have you ever learned from success? Mm. What have you learned? Uh, honestly, I learned nothing because all I learned was great. You're great. But it's failure. Man, that's where I learn a ton. That's yeah. where I learn. That's where I learn. Oh, I need to be better. In failure, there's wisdom. Failure is how we grow. And I had to keep reminding myself of that because believe me, guys, I'm a human being. I'm emotional just like all of you. I don't want to fail. It feels ugly to fail. And I want the successes and the all the good times too. But when I start to actually take a step back and realize, oh, wait a second, Joel, you never learn anything from success. And we actually crave wisdom and learning from we 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 love to actually grow. It's it's a it's a it's a human need, but we don't see it that way in the moment. So having to constantly remind yourself, like, hey, this is a good thing. And on the on the other side of this failure is growth and probably exponential growth and a huge breakthrough. So just wait for it. Yeah, I love that. It's it's like it's a win-win situation. It's basically what you're saying. Either it's gonna point me in a direction or it's gonna it may not point me in that direct exact direction, but it's going to point me somewhere close to where I need to be um, or I'm going to succeed. Right. And as long as it aligns with who I am and who I want to become, I should go for it. Right. So yeah. I love that. And man, you, you talked about vibrations. Mia, you are definitely on the same page. You talked about tribe. And I don't know if people realize how important that is. And I think people deny this tribe idea because they have some friends that they don't want to let go. Right. Yeah. And so you talked about how entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. It's never how we imagine it. This, this, just the straight up success Forbes magazine. Right. It's a roller coaster. Right. Yeah. And um, it's this book, The Entrepreneurial uh, Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy. He talks about basically his, you know, your tribe and how important it is because when you are going for something more in life, you have folks who are like crabs in a bucket. When you're climbing to the top of this bucket, you have people that want to pull you down, right? And they may not be pulling you down intentionally, but it's the fact that you're going for something more in life. You're going down a different journey. um, It makes them uncomfortable with themselves. So it's easier to pull you down rather than try to climb out the bucket themselves, right? Did you have that? I mean, you you were in San Francisco, huge in the tech industry, probably had a bunch of successful folks around you in, in the tech world, right? They, they had to look at you crazy. You had to feel awkward at times, right? I'll tell you what, man. Everybody thought I was crazy already. They're like, wait a second. You're going to, not only are you going to leave this job, you're going to move out of state? You're going to leave your family? <laughs> Like right. Joel, Joel, it's not that bad. It's not that serious. Why, why are you doing all these things? Uh, you know, or, or I, and here, here's the thing. You know, other Bay Area counties didn't do these same um, measures that San Francisco did. So it would have been easy, brother. I could have easily gone into another another county and been doing the same thing and never left California. But I think my wife and I. You know, our heart was set, felt vibration, whatever you want to call. It. We we felt aligned with something else, and our values. We were looking for for to raise our kids in a state or a place at least that had certain values. And Idaho just happened to be one of them. And I'm sure there's a lot of other great places that I don't know anything about. And I always tell people, you know, the great thing about this move is I don't know if I'll ever stay in Idaho for the rest of my life, and that's 
good. I'm open right. to possibility now. Once I left and broke out of that stronghold, I think we've all grown up like, oh, you have to stay here. The San Francisco, California, I still hear this. It's the greatest, you know, it has the best weather. We have the best food. That's true. You do. I came back recently. You do have some amazing tacos. I forgot about that. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, we think, again, these are beliefs. They're just ideas and beliefs. Mm-hmm. And why can't, uh, with my energy and who I am, why can't I cultivate the same community here where yeah. I'm at? I yeah. control all these outside feelings. I can be happy in a third world country, probably. We all could. It's yeah. our perception of that reality, right? And so I think that was a huge lesson. And you're you're right. Everybody's saying, like, you're crazy, dude. Just take the easy, just take the easy, um, you take the easy route out, take the easy job, takes what takes, take what's available. But again, yep. based on their beliefs and their ideas, that's safe. And that makes sense. They're not trying to actually hold me back. In this case, I don't even think they felt inadequate, which what, to your point, mm-hmm. I see a lot of that. Actually. I just think based on the knowledge they had, they were trying to give me advice based on where they are in their life. Yep. Guess what? I want so much more. And so if I want so much more, I got to go find, you know, the Dan Hardy's, I got to go find yep. the dot, the Josh Dillingham's and I got to hang yep. around these guys because they're going to up-level my game and my mindset. We've partnered with magic mind, which is the world's first productivity drink. Magic mind was created by James Bashira, who is a Silicon Valley investor and entrepreneur. He combined all the ingredients in his kitchen that helped him stay productive and crush the business world. Then gave it a sweeter taste before sharing it with the world. Magic Mind is made with all natural ingredients that help decrease stress, boost blood flow and cognition, and helps keep you focused. I typically drink Magic Mind in the morning with a cup of coffee, and it helps prevent that caffeine crash that most people feel, and it helps me stay focused throughout the day. So with that being said, go over to www.magicmind.co forward slash injured and use the promo code injured for 20% off. Once again, Go to www.magicmind.co forward slash injured and use the promo code injured for 20% off. So uh, <clears throat> I want to get into uh, biohacking, right? Uh, I was talking to my brother. I'm like, yeah, I'm shooting a podcast uh, later on today. He's like, who is it with? Joel Evan. Uh, he's a body hacking. I mean, a, a biohacking expert. He's like, what's biohacking? And I was like, you know what? Like, you know, how you hack a computer like I, you could do the same thing with your body. That's what I said. And yeah. I was like, maybe I explain that right. He's like, I, I guess I kind of get it. But I want to hear from you. What what is biohacking? What is it? You you nailed it, man. Um, I, I, That's how I explain it to people. It's funny because I still get emails from people till today and they're they're like oh Joel biohacking that's fantastic I I love this I'm into this transhumanism movement too I'm like no it has nothing to do with creating robots out of humans I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> about uh, what you said is exactly the way it was coined the original term Dave Asprey is considered the yep. founder of biohacking if you don't know Dave Asprey he's a pretty cool guy he um you know he founded Bulletproof Coffee and yep. that's like where you mix the butter and the MCT oil. And basically, Dave was really, really sick, 300 pounds, extremely inflamed. Uh, He tried losing weight for years, doing everything that the Western doctors told him to do. Nothing worked. He said, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to do the opposite of whatever you you told me to do. I'm going to go deep into functional medicine and I'm going to go look. And he ended up spending like $100,000 doing meeting with other experts, 
And what he found is, wow, he lost all the weight. He had toxic mold disease. He got rid of that and he started feeling really good. And so his profession, though, he was a computer hacker and that was his industry. And so he goes, oh, well, let's take the word biology, meaning life, bio, and combine it with the word hacking. And I want to teach people kind of what I did is how did I hack my biology using things like ozone therapy, uh, pulse electromagnetic field therapy, cryotherapy, red light therapy. That's a lot. A lot of these things are becoming more mainstream. Hyperbaric oxygen. I'm sure you've done a lot of that as an athlete. Yeah. Extremely great for recovery and stuff. Right. And so he was using these tools to hack his biology and hack his health. And he got better over time. And so that's what it means. I, I really, you know. I named my podcast The Hacked Life many years ago because I was really, really into that. And the more I've learned, I almost sometimes have a love-hate relationship with the word biohacking. And I'll tell you why. (laughs) It's because I think a lot of people think, and I went down that path too, so I'm very empathetic with it, but they think, oh, oh yeah, I can just hack. I'll do a hack for this and a hack for that, and I'm going to get better. And, And the reality is, and you know this, you don't get better from a couple hacks. It takes mastery. It takes really understanding. It takes going through systems and protocols. And one of the easiest examples I always like to give people is, let's say you had like some kind of gut issue, right? Most people are like, oh, uh, I have candida yeast overgrowth in my gut, which just, you know, that's a yeast that's overgrown and that's not really good for your gut if you have that. So people go, oh, you know what? I read on Joel's blog, the biohacking blog. I don't have one, but let's just say I did. Uh, (laughs) If I take oregano oil, that's going to help with my candida. And they're right. It does help suppress candida overgrowth, but it doesn't get rid of it. And mm. so that's some of the problems with biohacking is people think, oh, I'm just going to do this and, you know, or, and I'm going to be good. And that's not always true. I love though the idea because these small hacks, one is they start the conversation yeah. and people need those little hacks and those small wins. And hopefully if they stick with it, that conversation will eventually lead them to figuring out either they come to me, you, someone else, some other practitioner, and then they get better and then they start thriving. So I, I do like it for that reason. Yeah. So so going from hacking to thriving. So I want to shout out your podcast again, the Hack Life Podcast, which is a great podcast. I've listened to a few episodes, actually seeing content on, on, on Instagram and different things like that. And so what I want to do is kind of help folks on the Playing Ninja podcast. How can they hack their life? Right. You talk about being in a holistic health wellness industry. What are different areas? What are the main different areas that come with this kind of interconnected holistic wellness health area that people can start to, I guess, be more conscious about? And then from there, um, we'll kind of go through them and talk about different practical hacks they might be able to, to create in these different areas. Yeah, great question. It's a, it's a, that's a big question actually to to answer. And I know it's huge. (laughs) Yeah. So again, kind of going back, you can't hack your way out of anything. Let's be clear. But, but what, but here's the thing, right? We know this too, is if I do a reel or something and I say, Hey, here's the top five hacks for candida yeast overgrowth or candida dysbiosis of your gut, you're probably going to watch that. If I do some long, because it's going to be like, you know, less than 30 seconds and you're going to get some good ideas and I'm going to get, I'm going to, maybe I'll go viral. So cool. And that's good because I want to start that conversation with you. So, and I do want to help you at least get some ideas. And then maybe that'll lead you to finding a practitioner or someone to really, really help you thrive. Right. So that's great. But at the end of the day, a lot of people, what they find too is, you know, 
I could never hack my way to being a, a professional athlete like you. I could never hack my way and just, you know, oh, I'm going to just do, I have, so I have like an electric stim device. It's amazing, yeah. by the way. And it, it, it that's amazing. Trans- yeah. It transforms your body pretty fast. But at the end of the day, why do I love it? Because I can do a 10 minute workout that's like equivalent to an hour doing some things because it's just, it's stimulating my muscles in so many, you know, pulses per second that you could never do with just like a regular barbell. That's amazing. But I'll never be, you know, a professional athlete if I just do my little 10 minute workouts. It takes mastery. Yeah. You know that. It takes the yeah. consistent deep work and practice. So yeah. that's the key. Um, but to answer kind of maybe, I think maybe what you're asking too and is like, hey, what are some of like the big pillars and what do I look at when I'm the looking pillars. at overall health, right? I was just yeah. on another podcast and I thought it was really interesting. He goes, you say you're an integrative health practitioner. What does that mean? I'm like, I'm wow. In my head, it seems obvious, but I'm glad he asked that because I'm like, I could see how that just sounds really good, but means nothing. Yeah. So again, integrative to me, what that means is the whole body, holistic mind, body, soul, right? It, it, when I look at health and anybody, and actually even where we, where we were talking about on his podcast was, listen, we try to compartmentalize things, I think, in our life. We try to look at things like, oh, you know what? Uh, I'm a super successful entrepreneur. I make a million dollars and I drive a Ferrari, but I weigh 300 pounds. I'm overweight. I have type 2 diabetes and I'm inflamed and I feel like I have terrible energy and fatigue. Or same thing. I drive a Ferrari, but my relationship with my kids and my wife sucks. Right. And we try to think like, again, there's this work-life balance or it's okay because this area of my life is doing really good. And eventually one day I'm going to, I'll put some attention back into my family and wife when I get a certain amount of money or something. And the fact of the matter is not true. If that part of your life is bleeding or leaking energy, you're going to see that actually affect your business and you don't even know it. Man, you could probably be making $2 million and driving two Ferraris if you had those areas dialed in. And so when I look at health, it's the whole being. People have no, uh, they have no concept and understanding really of even how emotions affect our health. And I always see when it comes to anybody, when it comes to any illness or dis-ease of the body, even something as simple as weight loss, I always see an emotional component. Yep. And so people always just try to think of weight loss, for example, as, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's just easy. You just got to exercise more and eat less. Okay, well, if that were true, man, everybody would be doing it and we'd all be in shape. And it's just not because, again, it's multifaceted. Yeah. You got to have the right mindset. You've got to have the right habits in place. You've got to have that. What, what about those motions? Let's not talk about that, right? Yes. How do those come into play, right? So when you're talking about, I think, some of those big p- pillars, I think, Thing, something that's really overlooked is the mindset piece. The mind. Mindset and emotions is so overlooked. And then, of course, nutrition, diet, exercise, that all matters. And I think another component I would just tell you and your audience, Josh, that people also un- miss under, or I should say underestimate, is detox. I do functional medicine detoxes with all of my clients and I get amazing results. And we could talk about why I'm so bullish on detoxing and and even if you're listening, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've done a detox or I've done a cleanse. I guarantee you probably haven't done this because the word detox and cleanse gets tossed around as if they're the same thing. Yeah. Let's dive into that. Actually, first of all, the mindset, right? Yeah. I, I want to dive into the mindset because I, I heard I was listening to you on another podcast. You said the first thing that you kind of do with your clients is not the schedule and 
what you should eat and different things like that, which is the traditional way that most people do. Right. Yep. It's the mindset. Right. And under, and, and and that's why being an actual life coach that you said you got earlier in this podcast, you say, hey, certified life coach. I, that you said that that stuck with me. Actually, I said life coach. Why would he get a life coach certification if he's a health yeah. and wellness coach? But now it makes sense. Being a life coach will also bleed into helping you with your health, right? So, what what about the mindset? Did you think most people struggle with with their emotions in food? What what is what's kind of the correlation with that? Ooh, <laughs> you want to go there, huh? That's a yeah, good one. I'm going there. Yeah, yeah, you're going there. <laughs> so, you know, so there's a couple of things, and I'm just going to share because when you asked me that, you know, there's a couple recent podcasts that I had actually talking about cravings. And mm. why do we have cravings and why do we have addictions? And so I think there's an emotional component there. And I just want to kind of speak on that. And here's the thing. I interviewed Dr. Anna Lemke, who wrote The Dopamine Nation. It's a fantastic book. And she's really, really good. Stanford professor. And she talks about dopamine and how we're in this overabundance of dopamine, <laughs> dopamine, right? And how many of us want to, we're on, including myself, we're on our phones all the time, checking every, you know, 15 minutes, we are addicted. We have these addictions, right? So I think a lot of times with food, it's the same thing. Dopamine is the wanting, it's the craving, it's the get up and go. And that drives us, which is great, but it drives us when we have a dopamine addiction, maybe that we associate with food that can drive you to overeat, and you're just like, man, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand why. Well, one of the interesting things I learned from her is that she said she likes to do like a dopamine fast with people. And I'm like, wow, well, how long does it take to actually reset levels in the brain for dopamine? Guess what, guys? It takes about four weeks, she said. So again, we're in this dopamine culture where we want, 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 and we want to get things fast. Well, and we want results fast too. I'm going to lose weight and 30 days, or I want to lose weight in three weeks. You can, but what she was showing is it takes just that long to reset some of those, those, emo those emotional triggers, right? So yeah. if you're going into this, already understand, oh, I think that's really helpful for people to understand like, oh, that's good. Okay. So you might, it's okay. You might have these cravings. You might have these wants, these urges, and it's only going to be, but I've been doing this for a week, Joel. Are you kidding me? That's okay. You got another three weeks at least to write, you know, so that's one thing, right? <laughs> Be patient. Uh, I, I interviewed another guy on cravings too. And what we talked about there is it's actually not your fault, guys. There is a lot going on in the food industry yeah. and big food is altering food in such a way that it creates a nutritive, what he called mismatch. And so your brain is actually interpreting like, oh, based on this fake food that I got, I am assuming like, uh, I'll give you an example. We fortify a lot of food in here, don't we? Oh, you go to white bread and it's fortified with all the B vitamins. I'm good. Go get milk. It's fortified with, I don't know, what is it fortified with? Vitamin D. Right. I get all my vitamin D from milk, Joel. Don't worry, I'm good. Well, guess what they found is that all those fortifications are actually making you fat and tricking your brain. And they said, you can't out trick your brain. You might think you can, but the brain is like, hmm. It says I'm getting these nutrients, but I sure don't feel like I'm getting those nutrients. And so your brain is still like, and the best example would even be sugar. You drink a fake sugar, right? Even something like that we call a healthy sugar, like stevia, which I'm a big fan of if I'm going to use that instead of like real sugar, let's say. But your brain still says, huh, I just tasted something really, really sweet. I was expecting you to give me something sweet and you didn't. So guess what? I still want it. 
I'm expecting that caloric intake and you didn't give it to me. You gave me some fake stuff. So it still starts to want more going back to the wanting the dopamine. So a lot of this you're being tricked into. I want, I want you to understand, right? That's one component though, of some of the emotional things that are going on. Then the other side of it, let's get into like the, the mindset piece. Well, one of my favorite quotes is this, and it's the discipline to stay disciplined is a discipline that very few can master. Yep. That's the truth, man. And it goes back to the entrepreneurship. It goes back to everything we're talking about. Yeah, you can lose weight. You can lose weight for a week. You can do it for a couple of days. You might even do it for a month. But can you do it forever? Can you can you get up every day and every day in and out and continue to be aligned with your core values? Can you continue to do that? Can you be consistent? You know the top two things that everybody always tells me when I do a health intake co- coaching call with them? I go, hey, listen, I'm curious. What is the biggest barrier or challenge that is holding you back right now? I would guarantee to tell you, because I keep notes on every client I've ever talked to. And the top two things I hear over and over again, men and women, is Joel, I'm, I need consistency and commitment. They never tell me, they never tell me, oh, it's because I don't exercise enough and my nutrition's off. Don't get me wrong. There are some that say that. I'm just telling you the overwhelming amount is what I just told you. Consistency and commitment. It's a mindset issue. It had nothing to do with calories in, calories out, work out more, exercise. I mean, yeah, uh, eat less. Never. I never hear that from these people. Why is that? Because it goes back to what we're talking about. CNC. Yep. CNC. And that's for everything in life, right? Yeah. Not just diet, entrepreneurship, um, time with family, being committed to your family and consistently spending quality time with your family, um, your faith, everything. Consistency and commitment. CNC. I love that. So detox, you know, what's crazy is that I feel like detox, you talk about going on the dopamine fast. I've seen people go on dopamine uh, uh, detoxes and different things like that. What about you in detoxes is is so special to you? Um, I would love to hear. I would love to hear from from your perspective. I know you talked about it a little bit. So I want to hear. Yeah. I mean, here's the big thing. Again, we, we are... We are taught to just think about exercise more and eat less. And there, there's there's some reason to that. There's I'm not going to discredit that there's not some science to that. But what we don't understand is that we are being bombarded. And I tell everybody this. Go right now to the EPA's website, the Environmental Protection Agency. Go to their website. It stands for, the P stands for protection. They're a government agency designed to protect you from harms, apparently. But they flat out tell you on their website that you're being bombarded by 86,000 man-made chemicals every year. Who, where do these chemicals go? How does your body filter this stuff out? Guess what? The liver has to filter it out. The yeah. liver is an amazing organ and it has to filter out all these toxins so that you stay thriving. Now, what happens though is when the liver becomes sluggish, I can't keep up with all of that. And so what happens you it either you either have to store toxins in your fat or maybe some of these toxins spill out into the blood and you feel inflamed you feel lethargic you have low energy you have fatigue so i want to support the liver when we do this when i support the liver and i give it some of the nutrients that it needs and some of the detox um nutrients that it needs guess what the liver controls things like your hormones testosterone growth hormone those are two big ones guys that you need to lose weight and build lean muscle. 
So it's going to help with hormones. It's going to help with blood sugar. We know that if your blood sugar goes high and spikes all the time, well, then you end up with insulin resistance, things like type 2 diabetes and weight gain. And so the detox is also going to help with that visceral adipose tissue, that body fat that a lot of us hold around, right? It's going to help with that because your body, again, I mentioned is very, very smart. And so when it gets too many toxins and it can't figure out what to do with it, it goes, you know what? I'll just throw this in. I'll throw this in Josh's fat cells right now because I don't know what to do with it right now. I can't throw it in Josh's brain. I can't throw it in his heart because he's going to die. I'll just throw it in his fat cells. So when people start losing weight rapidly, guess what? A lot of them feel like crap. Well, a lot of those toxins are now bleeding back into your bloodstream and you didn't support the uh, liver. So you're starting to what they call a Herxheimer reaction. You're starting to feel those effects. If we support the liver and we do some of those detox things, you don't run into those problems. And man, I just see so many tremendous benefits from just overall vitality. I don't care if you have autoimmune or it's just a weight loss goal or something like that. People do wonderful. And matter of fact, the last thing I'll say is I do you know, short seven-day detoxes myself quarterly. So I'm a, I'm, I, I talk the walk. I, I continue to do that. Why? Because we're all, I'm being bombarded by toxins all the time. And so it's just a good check-in for me. Like, Hey, every three months, just do a quick seven day detox. And that's a good way to anchor into my health and just stay consistent. Like you said, with my, you, with my yeah. stuff. So what are some things that folks can do to start to detox their liver? Um, is it different foods that they eat? Is it foods that they don't eat or what, what's, what's that look like? Yeah, good question. So, you know, when we look like from the high level and I don't, you know, when we're looking at health in terms of liver, liver detox, you'll hear a lot of practitioners talk, including myself type, uh, phase one detox, the liver and phase two. And all that means is simply is phase one is where you give the body nutrients like vitamin C, vitamin, your B vitamins, and you support the liver to actually take some of these toxins and start to filter them out and convert some of the water, the fat, fat soluble toxins and convert them into a water soluble toxin. So you can pee it out or you can poop it out. That's a good thing. But you also need to support the phase two part of the liver, which is that conjugation, which is what you're talking about. So you need a second, you need a different type of mineral, um, not minerals or vitamins, or it could be from foods, but the easiest way is to use some kind of vitamins, things like NAC, N-acetylcysteine, glutathione, glycine. There's some herbs you can even use. And with the combination of those two things, you can support the liver. You're supporting phase one and phase two detox the liver, and that's going to help pull out some of those toxins. And then as far as foods, I mean, listen, we can talk about diets all over the place. I think one of the, the best diets that people can look at and there's a lot of controversy around, you know, like the Mediterranean style diet. But when we look at the blue zones, which is like the top five areas and in, in, there's a book called the blue zones. And again, like I said, there is some discrepancy with that book, but overall, I, th- I think he made some really valid points. And when we look at that book, what it tried to say is, Hey, where are the healthiest and longest living people in the world? And he found five major areas. It was the Nasario, uh, peninsula, I guess you would call it, or coast of Costa Rica, uh, Sardinia, Sardinia in, in Italy, Loma Linda, which is in Southern California, uh, Okinawa, Japan. And I'm missing one because I just had a brain fart. But those those cultures, those five blue zones, they had like the longest living centenarians, people that lived to 100 years old. And they all followed somewhat of a a similar diet. And so I would say if anyone's looking for diet, 
I think that's probably your, your best. Um, I would I would be looking at, at that area for that Mediterranean diet. Okay, that sounds great, man. I love it, man. I, I I can go all day with you with all type of complex questions, but I don't want to get too technical with folks and confuse them. But um, I promise I won't get any more technical than the phase no. one, phase two <laughs> detox. That was even too much for me. I was like, whoa, no, no, this <laughs> is good. This is good. The, the main thing I want I want folks to take in is that just the passion that you have around this area. Um, but the fact that you went all in, right, just to bring it full circle is is amazing. What would you say to folks who are kind of scared to take that opportunity, nervous to go all in, nervous to um, start a side hustle, nervous to even just, you know, dream of something more, right? And, and are comfortable with where they're at today. Uh, what would you say to folks who are in that space? That's easy. Take aggressive, imperfect action. Aggressively be taking imperfect action every day. I can't stress that enough. There's so many times, and I and I look at my own life as an example too, where I maybe I was sitting on the sideline, maybe I was waiting for this perfect moment. And what I didn't understand is that people were people are dying and crying themselves to sleep every night because I'm too scared to get out on Instagram or TikTok or any of these, or jump on a podcast with you and tell my story and, and give them maybe a nugget that they needed to hear. This person, and I'll give you an example. This this didn't make sense to me until I actually got on a, cl- a call with a client. I had no idea this was going to happen. And she she said, Joel, a day ago, I was getting ready to kill myself before I jumped on this call with you. I was like, whoa, even this, this is too much for me. I think I might have to call like a hotline, right. and, you know, to report right. this, right? This is, uh, this is too much. And she, she called me for weight loss is what she, she reached out to me for weight loss help. And she was depressed. She lost her job in the pandemic. She had to move back. Uh, I think it was with her mom. She had to move back out of, she had to change states. Like I did move back in with her mom and she didn't know what to do. And she was depressed, overweight, all these things. And there's actually a lot of high correlation, believe it or not, with obesity and depression. Yes. And I said, okay, um, wow. Like she goes, I, I can't afford your program. I can't afford it. She's like, do you know how much money I have in my bank account right now? Joel, I can tell you I have $5 in my bank account. Like that's it. I can't afford your program. And I'm like, wow. But I said, you need this program. Not because I need to make money. Like you need this, you know, you need this. Right. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, Amazon right now at the time, I don't know if they still are, but Amazon is hiring people. And guess what? They're giving people a $2,000 signing bonus. If you meet certain requirements, I was like, what is stopping you from going out and, and starting and, and just get, get a job at Amazon. And guess what? She hung up the call. I didn't, I didn't make a sale or anything that day. But she texted me the following day, showing me she and she left me a voice text too, and, and I still stay in communication with her. She goes, "I went out and got a job. I went out and got hired with Amazon, and just by her getting out, she started other things started to click for her, and she got in a new, new relationship with somebody. And all these things, man, I can't tell you. I, I mean, when I really tell you that people are out there crying themselves to sleep, possibly even dying because." you're too scared to start something and you have all this expertise, but you're just worried about how you might look or, oh, my pretty ad won't work or whatever. You have no idea 
that you're missing out on opportunities and there's people that need you like this person that I talked on the phone who are actually crying themselves to sleep and maybe even want to kill themselves. So I can't stress that enough. Take imperfect action. Go out there. It might be messy. It may not be perfect, but that's okay. And actually, it goes back to what we learned in the beginning of this podcast is failure equals growth. So the more, the faster you can take that action, believe it or not, your success chart, remember how we were talking about success being not linear? Guys, the faster you take action, it doesn't seem this way. Most people, and if you're watching this on video, most people's success looks like this. It goes up, very staircase, kind of like, you know, and and all of us think like, oh yeah, that's how success is. You get somewhere, plateau a little bit, get somewhere. No, if you want to be really successful, guess what? Success loves speed. So just keep experimenting. And then your chart looks like this. Oh, I made a mistake. Do something different. Oh, I made a mistake. Do something different. And it kind of looks like a curly cue and it actually goes a lot faster. So not only are you helping people, but you're getting better. Wow. You just, it's a paradigm shift you just gave. It's like, stop looking at yourself. Stop focusing on you and start thinking, hey, this message can actually help somebody. And that's what it's all about. Joe, where can people find you? Where can people get in touch with you? Um, man, you, you just you just set it off, man. <laughs> Let's go. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So um, come check me out at, on Instagram. I'm pretty active at Joel Evan Coaching. You, my okay. website, I made it really simple. www.joelevancoaching.com. You can shoot me an email there, info at Joel Evan Coaching. Happy to connect with folks there. And then I'd say the last place is just go check out the podcast. It's the Hacks yeah. Life podcast. I do a lot of solo. I, I try to do now. The podcast has grown, so I I really love the mindset. So I do a Monday motivational mindset kind of um, podcast solo episode every Monday, and then there's always an expert interview at least once a week with someone in the health health and wellness world, or even um, you know the mindset and kind of entrepreneurship because I, I have a lot of friends in that industry. And for me, when it, when you look at health, it is integrative. It's everything. It's the emotions. And wealth, entrepreneurship is a, is a part of your health too. It's part of that whole uh, circle in, in a sense. And so I talk about it all, health, wealth, spirit. And um, it's it's really cool. I've had a chance to connect with some good people and I'm blessed. Yeah, 100%. And, we, and we, me and you chatted about this before we hit record. We were like, hey, health, it not only helps you live a more quality life, but when life hits you and your health is on point, you can get through those things a lot easier. So um, definitely, I, I want people to go check your stuff out. You have amazing stuff. The podcast is great. So I'll make sure I put this in the footnotes and, uh, Joel, man, I, uh, I appreciate you for the, for the value that you share here, the value and time. Awesome. Josh, thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate you. 100%. Our brand design and strategy is by Tessa at fivefootstudios.com. You can also follow her on Instagram at Five Foot Studios. Our music is by Lakey Inspired. Go ahead, subscribe so that you never miss an episode and click the five stars to give us a rating. And most importantly, 